It's the Tiltcast, episode 360. Mm, the worth is in the girth of fun. And this week, guys, we talk Kingdom Death Monster, Warframe, can't put through Mech off. Warrior, Ashen, Mutineer Zero, and Kingdom's Two Crowns. Stay tuned. White Lion Nuts. It's like a straight banana. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we just <laughs> it's the caffeine cast. <laughs> <laughs> And you've been when you've been doing this for so long, and you can start something, and the whole rest of the room will just follow along. It's magnificent. <laughs> it is eight fifteen p.m. Friday, December fourteenth. Eight fifteen. Eight fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Jason is back. Fucking welcome back, bitch. Yeah, and it's uh, two thousand eighteen. There it we go. Is, oh, we got all yeah. everything. Oh, yeah, everything. Okay, now now we know everything. exactly what time and date. Everything. Yes, great. Hey, dudes, it's been fucking what a while, a little bit for yeah, him at least for Jason. Yeah, um, it's been a me, minute. It's been a couple weeks. It's it's just been last week for me. So yeah. <laughs> it's hey. been a, it's already been a fun night. Jason's dropped his pizza twice. Twice I fun. have. Fucking dog is like, that's mine now, right? Mine? <laughs> mine? 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 I don't even know how that happened. You dropped, well, no, I do, because he's balancing it on weird things. He put a paper plate on top of a glass. Right. And then he put it on a one of the boxes we have for all the microphones still in here. He, well, you know, uh, hey. What's the empty soundboard box? <laughs> Just saying. Well, obviously, it's empty. We're it's using been, that motherfucker. But it's been sitting there for six months. It, has it been six months? It's been then? since the summer. Really? Yeah. Holy shit, time flies. We've been doing this a minute um, with the new setup. Maybe we need to, like, you know, clean up the recording room, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we do. <laughs> it's about time. Uh, you own the place, so. I do. Um, I've been busy. <laughs> We've all been busy. Jason's Jason's, Jason's building been a home. Fuck. Yeah. Jason's been fucking Bob the Builder for the last couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just gonna go ahead and Jason. And what have you been up to? <laughs> see, see, you've been itching to say something. Yeah. I haven't played video games at all for a week and a half. Basically, because I've been redoing my bathroom completely, ripped it down to studs. Uh, yeah, tore out the tub, all of that shit. You got you pulled the tub out too. Well, yeah, no, he, oh, yeah. he, he needed I to change that. It. You need to oh, change you, that tub, you have yeah. a new tub now? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I uh, literally yeah. tore everything out. It needed so, it. originally, uh started tearing it out because the, uh, the subfloor behind the toilet started buckling. It's been getting uh, uh, kind of saggy for, for a few years. Yeah. Uh, has nothing to do with the fact that he sits on the fucking throne for 45 minutes reading manga while taking yeah, a dump. Yeah, no. No, it doesn't. Um, so that, that started cracking a few weeks ago, like audibly cracking. Oh, wow. Shit. So, you know. Nobody wants to sit on the fucking throne and think about it. Think about the fact. What would happen is like, you're taking a shit and then it breaks and and then then there's shit on a break and then you can't flush and then you've got shit in your ass and then you're just like stuck (laughs) in this weird shit position. While you're shitting and you can't stop because it's hard to just stop in the middle of a dump. 
And then you have no escape, so it's just like it's a really <laughs> shitty trap. It's a whole lot of shit. Like enter the shit tricks. Like you're right. just you're so fucked. <laughs> right. Enter the shit tricks. So so you know, to do this, because I knew I knew it would take some time. I figured uh, uh four or five days for the bathroom, right? So I actually took a week and a half off from work, started last Wednesday. Uh literally had the bathroom down the studs and subfloor. Um uh, by so in a few day. hours yeah, on Wednesday, yeah. right? But when we went to uh, take the tub out, one, the faucet won't come off. Oh, boy. So I actually broke that pipe off in the pipe trying to trying to get that off. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So Ugh. that means that has to be replaced. And then when we go pull out the tub. Oh, boy. The drain for the tub is busted, so you can't unscrew it. It's been it's so what, you it's just original, get like a saw, which and... means you now have to just rip the tub out and pray to God not a ton of the plumbing breaks off. You knew you were going to no. have to do some plumbing anyway. Well, that happened. Yeah, you knew you were going to have to do some plumbing, but uh, I mean, it's, the fucking plumbing on you know in that bathroom hadn't been updated when the place yeah. was. Yeah, was no, flipped, so it still actually had like 1945 ye drum trap under the tub. Basically, what it is is there was lime from the tub going into this giant drum, right? Right, and then from that. You know, at some point you're supposed to clean that. It had a line. You can't really effectively clean those. You can't effectively clean it without taking the tub out. Well, the tub was obviously installed sometime afterwards. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It doesn't have the the modern. Uh, yeah. The uh, modern. Track. The bathroom had obviously been pushed out in a previous remodel to accommodate a more modern tub because that would have actually had a shorter tub closer to like 50 inches, 45 inches, and you would have had access to clean that out. No, it was directly under tub, right? So we pulled the tub out. That shit rips off. Oh, God. I'm sure that was just nastatious. <laughs> oh, God, yes. So, you know, and it's actually connected to the main drain. So, you know, I'm... I'm curious. I open that shit up, and it's just like three quarters of that bitch is just caked full. Oh, it's like oh, no wonder. Oh. No wonder this shit's always taking forever to drain. Right? Because you've got like it, fucking forty, you've 50, got like sixty years worth. Oh, you got like oh, sixty human, years human worth grease. of humid grease in there, right? <laughs> oh, oh, that's just oh, that's just nasty. Surprisingly. Uh, it didn't smell. Or you're just with dead to it at that point. Yeah. Yeah. But <sighs> it probably anyway. had a smell. But the... <laughs> That's so gross. So so all of that kind of is, is disheartening, right? And it and it takes us another hour or so to figure out a action plan on exactly how we're going to take this out and get around it. Uh, I actually had uh, Crystal's cousin's husband who uh, does remodels for a living helping me out with it um fold that tree around the yeah, hill and back again it was it was a quick hop <laughs> it was a quick hop um so we've we figure out how we're going to solve that and then start 
looking at the subfloor and a lot of it's bad basically because they installed the tub surround wall wrong which rusty and i already knew surprise from previous issues well the first fucking we've had to regrout that three times the the first fucking hints that that thing wasn't done right was that they used uh fucking wood around the fucking you know the tub area and then caulked over it it because it wasn't a good fit so they just trimmed it out like super yeah right exactly so (laughs) so it slides a little for example there was about a half inch gap between the bottom of the tub wall and the fucking surround and the and the tub right so so they put <laughs> they put this so this they just filled it with wood. caulking so here's why i figured out when we started tearing that apart what the cement board was even higher than that what no way right so for decades water has been getting into the wall right next to my fucking old room underneath that now surprisingly none of the studs or the uh board at the bottom of the stud wall was bad oh wow but the effect was effectively i had to replace the entire subfloor in that bathroom because the, the whole thing was just so on on houses that have crawl spaces you have two layers of subfloor right you have the first layer is usually either three quarters to an inch thick mm-hmm. and then you have a half inch to three quarter inch secondary layer on top of that because you actually cross the seams right right that entire top layer was saturated and then directly underneath the tub and the toilet because they're so close together they were both layers were soaked and it wasn't the so first you, so time you replaced that... it at the point you could see dirt uh yeah i mean i we tore we ended up having to tear the entire floor out wow so yeah. to quickly interlude, on yeah. this show we do talk about some bullshit for a little while. Right, we, we will do. talk about video games. Yes, <laughs> and then back to the show. We we will get we will get to video games eventually. But um, this is the life. So this is the adventure of this is Jesus. the adventure of we usually talk about what went on in our lives beforehand. Kind of, kind of. Somewhere. Uh so that was all disheartening. So it ended up taking an entire day to finish it because the. The first layer of subfloor was actually um, uh, two by six, which when milled is actually closer to like one and a half by six inches. Okay. Right. So that's some thick ass fucking board. Yeah. How do you. To cut through. So you just Saw-saw. cut it out. Yeah. Saw-saw. You just have to cut out, but that means you have to cut between rafters, hammer it out. And then just, like, get a pry bar under there and pull yep. those pieces off. Yep, pretty that much. Sucks. Time-consuming um, work. Time-consuming work. Yeah, then how do you work. hammer underneath? Do you have to get under there with, like, a nail gun and reattach it? No, no. It all screws in from the top, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. What, with, like, some um, super long screws? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um. So, you know, unfortunately, ended, it ended up taking an entire day for us to rip everything out so then day two starts oh day two, <laughs> day two starts at lowe's <laughs> where he and buys the entire store rusty knows this well 
You take my wife on a shopping trip anywhere. Don't. You should just have don't. just given her a catalog while you're ripping the floor out. It, um, a what should have been an hour to an hour and a half trip to figure out exactly what plumbing fittings we were going to go with, etc., and Wait, buy them. Where where is the decision making in plumbing fittings? Well, because so everything in that everything in there was you know sixty seventy year old setup, right? Correct. So. They don't really make replacement parts for the shit behind the wall for right. That so you get adapters anymore. and put new shit in there. Right. So you got basically take it all out, including the handles set up and whatnot. Like I can see you're making it. decisions on so handles, but you have to decide exactly what modern fixtures you're going to go with, and then you buy all the plumbing supplies for behind the wall for that fixture, and install that. You should have given her. You should have the, told her to go to Lowe's and pick it out while you hour, were tearing it out. The well, here's the problem with that. She would have bought what the she um, the website isn't always accurate as to what they have in stock in the store, right? Mm-hmm. So it's better to actually go to the store, see what they actually have in stock, and pick from that when you're talking something like this. Should spur been, of the moment should have been done days before right so well and we did buy new fixtures days before but we bought it for that older setup we actually found new fixtures for that older setup that now has to be completely torn out wow yeah i love renovations love renos so the hour and a half the hour to hour and a half trip that it would have been had josh and i just made the fucking decisions and moved, turned into a three and a half hour trip to Lowe's. Brushed nickel. Go for it. Fucking just go brass. Oh, no, it's all chrome. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go brush nickel. Hey, whatever. That's so day two ends up with only half of the wall or only one layer of subfloor down. Because you spent so much time at Lowe's. Spent so much time at Lowe's. Oh, and me changing out plumbing and all that, right? So all that was done uh, for day two, except for the drain portion. Mm. Mm. Day three. Mm. Second layer of subfloor. Mm. Mm. Um, he's extremely late because of car trouble, so I end up doing all of the drain work myself. Not problem, I'm capable, but still, that means while I'm doing that, nothing else is getting done. <laughs> the shower now drains into the sink. So day three ends with only half of the walls sheetrocked. <laughs> and the rest of the subfloor down. Um, then It keeps going. Day... Oh, and the tub was in. Tub was in by you that f- point. Wow. Right. Hey, right. That's a big... It's a big accomplishment right there. Just getting the fucking tub in that little fucking room. We we break for a day. My parents come into town. We do Christmas with my parents. All right. That part's awesome. Sweet. We rent a hotel room for two nights. Just at at the Wyndham. You know, hundred dollars a night. Yeah. We did two nights for a hundred. Oh hey, there you go. My wife is thrifty. 
So you guys got deals. away for two nights is what you're saying. Well, no, we rented it for two nights so that the next day when I'm done with work can actually go back there, shower, do all that. Have you been doing this whole thing without a shower? Of course. There's no, uh, yeah, there's I no only second have one bath- bathroom. Yeah, so no you second. haven't taken a bath aside from that in a week? No. Holy shit. I'm joking, dude. <laughs> Holy. Yeah. I'm like, no, we, we, we do as, have, we, as we, we both do, kind of move away a little we bit. Do, <laughs> we do have a membership to the Y. So, so showers were accessible. He's, Just Crystal wanted something nice to meet my parents at and take chaos. showers and whatnot. Yeah, right? Not the chaos so, of the house. And it's not the chaos of the house. So we do that Saturday or Sunday. I end up being by myself. Dude's babysitter fell through. Okay. Finger quotes. I thought you meant actually by yourself. Yeah. So, no, I did a ton of work by myself, but it ended up being... uh, (laughs) I was going to say, all day, he's jacking it, jacking it, jacking it, jacking it, jacking it. Um, But that ended up being, I could only do so much by myself. So, you know, I end up cutting, like, studs that we got a sister, you know, et cetera. Right. A bunch of prep work, putting in a box for for new mess and cabinet, because we're actually going to have two now. Okay. Well, you needed it. Well, we need the additional storage without it being popped out of the wall, right? Mm -hmm. So, um. So set up for two medicine cabinets, which took me a while because, of course, being an older house, studs are studs in your walls are normally sixteen inches on center, mm-hmm. meaning they're in sixteen inch intervals in your wall. No, this is more like fourteen and three quarters, or fourteen and a half. Yeah, it's somewhere in the neighborhood it was between fourteen when it was and fifteen, built. right? Um, it's like how many hands across was this? So, <laughs> right, right. So uh, we're using children's hands today. So for the secondary medicine <laughs> cabinet on the opposite wall from from where the where the original one is, I end up having to shave the space out of the out of the studs because this medicine cabinet is about half an inch too thick for <laughs> to place between the studs. So that takes me like half the day because i'm literally doing this with with a uh, with a with a multi-tool or a uh, oscillating oh my god tool right he's sitting there fucking shaving studs so then monday happens monday we get the rest of the sheetrock up it only takes like 30 minutes it's all good i'm like all right let's mud and tape Dude insists on doing it himself. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll start mm-hmm. I'll start preparing the floor for tile, yeah, yeah, yeah. This dude takes an entire fucking day to mud and tape a room that is literally six feet wide and eight feet across. What? I mean, that's, I mean, it's normally like had, a, like a had I, had two I or three done hour it, job, right? Had I done it myself, I could have had the first coat done in an hour. But he's a professional. He insisted on doing it himself. He 
fucking sits there and takes five minutes to do a single line, single seam of mud for like four feet and put the piece of tape on it. Like, <laughs> motherfucker, you are slow. <sighs> so then Tuesday happens. More of the same. Oh, no. We don't even have any tile down. Oh, God. This was supposed to have been done by now. This was supposed to have been finishing on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. No. We haven't even started laying tile. So Tuesday night... <clears throat> renovations, man. I stay up until fucking 2 in the morning. <laughs> after staying up until midnight Monday night to prepare the floor for tile... Because he's sitting there actively mudding and taping for an entire fucking day. I can't exactly lay towel while he's doing that. Or actually, I put like a, a plastic underlayment underneath it to uh, to waterproof right. the board, right? Because he's doing that. And like, dude, I can't fucking actively towel while you're doing this shit. Please hurry the fuck up. Please hurry the fuck up. So I stayed up until like midnight, Monday night. To get that underlayment down. Crazy. Crazy. Tuesday, more of the same shit. I'm like, dude, we're not even tiling yet. We should have been tiling last night. Never goes as planned. <sighs> Never, ever goes Never, as planned. Ever, ever. Especially you've seen, when... You've seen especially when you have, man. Especially you know when you have somebody goes. who, quote, does it for a living. But... And they help you out as a family member. I think they intentionally go slower. I, I've just come to believe that. No, that's just that or this dude's just naturally that slow. That's just contract. Um, so anyway, would you I say end he up lacks a sense and, of urgency? Right. Yes, I would. So I end up staying up until two a.m. to Tuesday night to tile the floor. Mm. This guy does not work well, like sleepy. We don't. But he's pissed. So. We don't start tiling tub wall until Wednesday. Have, are we? It takes us. It takes him an entire fucking day to tile a three foot section of wall. <laughs> what is he like? Licking the back like a stamp? No, that's it. <laughs> like I don't get it. I could say you have I, to lick every tile before it's for luck. <laughs> I could say I understand why it... Is it the little bitty tile, too? Why it would take long. Uh, three inch by six inch subway tile, right? Wait, so, that's, that's that's small. That's that's yeah. not small. You could lay that out on your counter in like 20 minutes right. perfectly. So, now, to, to this, I would say it would still have taken me a few hours just for the simple fact that this bathroom the is nowhere near plumb and even. Oh, yeah. There's that. There's right. That so too. you have a lot of odd cuts at the end. So I'm sitting there. I'm trying to help him butter tiles, and then I'm running to cut them whenever we get to the end and actually can measure what we need. So it takes him all day to do this on Wednesday, on top of the fact that he showed up fucking late, like by three hours. Head it's desk. not late. That's like Head I'm desk. working half a day. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so then, can I? Can I? That's what I usually hours? call fired. Right? Can <laughs> yesterday, I show three hours late, man. Over okay. and over again. Yesterday, get all all the tile up. That's 
that's great fine all of it's up it still needs grounded and shit walls aren't painted i didn't go to sleep last night i am running on two two-hour naps oh that explains and, and hatred and hatred <laughs> that explains i it. am running on anger and four hours of broken sleep that explains a lot he's like and i'm not done yet i'm not <laughs> i'm not i done stayed yet. up all night to grout everything <laughs> yikes because you know crystal can't help me she's having to deal with the fucking kids right he left at like 4 30 because his car doesn't have running lights for at night mm. okay on the back the brake lights work but the running lights don't didn't you pay what him enough money ever? to buy bulbs right well actually i paid him by buying him a, a drill kit and uh he's and got tools oven. now yeah He's got tools. Well, while he runs grout, why don't you install a couple of bulbs in his brake lights so he can stay right. later? <laughs> so I did all the grouting myself. Yeah, just fucking nightmare, dude. And that, that makes was me just, tired. Yeah, <laughs> that was just the grouting on the tub wall. I grouted the floor this morning. <laughs> I still have to sand walls and paint. And then I can install my actual vanity and sink. That won't take me 30 minutes, but I still have that to install. Right. And a new vent fan that I have to rewire. Does it actually vent to the right spot, too? Yeah. Okay. All right. Because... We we in a previous was it venting to the attic? We, we were it was <laughs> when, when it's we just were a fan in a hole in the ceiling. Pretty much, pretty uh, much. When we were so, exploring you know, beforehand, that, yeah, that was my week. Yeah, when we were exploring beforehand, we found a lot of shit that needed to be changed. When you know, when I actually, uh, you know, we found out that the that the drum uh, trap was actually there. When we called a rotor rooter in to you know to do all of the drains, uh, and he's like, "Yeah, well, I I can't do I can't do the tub drain. It's got a tub, it's got a barrel trap, and if I put a snake down in there, it's just gonna get tangled up in the freaking drum." Like, oh, well, that's great. Uh, and then when we were in the attic and they were doing uh, they were doing a, a insulation and they were blowing insulation, that's when they found out you know that the uh, vent van was just blowing into the fucking attic, blowing fucking moist air into the attic. Was That's pretty perfect. amazing. Yeah, perfect, fucking great. Uh, Plays as a it, it's it, when it was flipped, it wasn't flipped properly. Uh, it was flipped quickly, and um, I mean these are things that are you know well hidden uh, hidden enough that you know Jason didn't see it when he got it. So. Well, if you guys remember, you've been following Tiltcast for a while. We did a charity stream a few years ago when I first got the house. Yeah. And I had the old eight, you know, air and heating unit in here. And it was wired so badly that when it would kick on, it would kill the power behind the wall to my computer and it would turn off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the stream stopped multiple times because it was in the middle of, what, January? It was really cold outside and the heater kept kicking on and it kept killing the power to my computer. <laughs> 
And you were pissed. You were like, I and don't I was so tired. It was a twenty-four on. hour stream, and it was just like it kept kicking off. It's like, <laughs> we haven't had a fucking twenty-four hour stream in a while. I think it needs to happen. It needs to happen, but man, I don't even like the thought of doing twenty-four hours in a, in a row anymore. Well, it, would, it would be crazy. Like Alpha Seventeen's out for seven days to die now. So yeah, that's a thing. yeah. I, I I need to actually set you know get. My stream setup, uh, you know, working here. I, I kind of, I, I, I have been really thinking about doing some streaming. I mean, I, I've already play, uh, fucking Warframe enough. Really, on my fucking days do, off. Do you want me to tell you what your counter is? Oh, have you been fucking watching now? Have I gotten over a thousand? No, you're almost at a thousand. You're at nine hundred and fifty-three hours as of about twenty minutes ago. Nine hundred and fifty-three. And you played more than your usual. Your usual is about a hundred and ten hours every two weeks, so you average about fifty-five hours a week. Okay. But this, the last two weeks, you're at a hundred and twenty-three hours. Uh, yeah. So I've been doing some grinding. <laughs> I mean, only, it was only three weeks worth worth of work with overtime. In two oh, weeks only, only three weeks worth of work with with, with a little bit of overtime. Yeah. Uh, no, I've been doing some grinding in fucking Warframe, so I, I've just decided that all the shit that I've been putting off since I started playing again, I was gonna fucking do, uh, and started grinding out. I I when I left here last week, I said fuck it, I'm gonna do this. And I went and started building fucking Warframes and farming for fucking Warframes, all the fucking Warframes that I could. Uh, and uh, I am, uh, I have 15, I think 15 Warframes sitting in my fucking foundry right now. That's 15 fucking characters that I have, you know, that I need to fucking level. I have six total. Uh, <laughs> I have uh, I, I have and, quite and a few of them, about uh, but one fifth the hours as you. So I have uh, so the only two non-prime Warframes that I need are Cora and uh, Vauban, and Vauban only happens because you know I can't get the neuroptics for Vauban. It just hasn't come up on the alert yet. I have Vauban. Uh, and I have most of the parts for a Vauban, but I don't have the last part I need. I don't remember how I got it. It's been a long time ago. A Vauban didn't use... I don't think Vauban used to be a alert frame where you can only get the parts from alerts. Um, but I, I, I guess I didn't have him and I hadn't leveled him. So I just need to, I just need to build him. Um, but those are the two only only two non-prime Warframes that I don't have yet. Uh, and then I'm going to be, you know, I, I'm farming for the rest of the uh, of the prime Warframes that I can uh, that are not vaulted at the moment. Uh, so that that means that I'm basically almost caught up with the build of uh, building, just getting the Warframes uh, to, you know, up to this point. You know, as much as I can without purchasing shit with platinum. Um, swipe left. That's the <laughs> this guy. Swipe left. Uh, uh, so it, it's the chronicle of the bathroom in picture form. <laughs> oh, so this way. Yeah, left. Yeah. Swipe right, you get dick pics. I'm just <laughs> being careful here. Want to uh, be careful? So 
ultimately when it's all said and when it's all said and done and painted out post a picture to the group it's like night and day yeah no there's the the previous your previous setup was just workable and this is this this needed to happen is this where you're at today yeah that's a lot of difference let me see here yeah swipe Uh, i had five years in that fucking bathroom started but don't swipe too far Uh, right (laughs) i know all too well about his phone um, I'm going to talk about something that I think you guys will find interesting. Yeah. So if you guys don't know, me and Carousel John and Matt that was on the show um, the other night, um, I said, I don't know. What, it was some, sometime. Iron, aren't you? He, yeah. He's checking. Hey, when I got I, to beer, I said, okay, I'm not looking at the right thing yet. Yeah. But uh, so me and John and Matt that's been on the show – and my friend Dave play a play a game night like tabletop, not D and D game uh, Thursdays one night a month. And they started a game called Kingdom Death last month, and I had to miss due to other things going on. But um, so I played it for the first time actually last night. Um, Kingdom Death is a very interesting game that has some very interesting mechanics, and it didn't take that long to learn. So I was playing a. Gloomhaven before, which has like six billion rules, um, and it did take a whole gaming session to kind of learn the nuance of one dungeon, and it's cool, but there's a lot to Gloomhaven, um, and it is very much a tabletop roguelite, essentially what it is. Preset campaigns of the big map and a whole leveling system and everything else, right? Kingdom Death is a way overpriced uh, boss killer game. When I say overpriced, the Kickstarter for it was 200 bucks. For the initial wow. setup and all the expansions, all range fairly expensive. I'd have to look it up and I may say it in the news, but I want to. I've been teasing John, but I think he spent over a thousand dollars on this board game. Wow. Um, what? Yeah. Um, all the characters are very uh, unique. When I say unique, they all have a some kind of genitalia. <laughs> um, <laughs> There's, I thought I saw I thought I saw something on your uh, that you posted I'll, about. I'm fucking... going to talk about that okay. in just a second. All right. So the first character you fight is a big lion, right? And here's the setup for Kingdom Death. You are a bunch of people that went to hell, and you're fighting beasts in hell to get their parts to level up your town. And you start out with an avatar. You just pick one of the avatars they have, right? That has nothing to do with anything. It's just right. a character. Um. You can play the game by yourself, too, so that's a bonus. Um, but it's you, they've got a figurine for the boss that is anatomically correct. There's a line dick. Um, so you have uh, this lion, and you have these three cards that are that lead up to the lion. You place three cards. Each one of those are random events, so very much like Darkest Dungeon. Like different events, right? So we were supposed to go through all the events, and what happened is the first event was encounter the boss. Oh, shit. so we just skipped to the end, right? Um, and John says that's not necessarily a bad thing because the events were meant to kind of fuck you up a little bit before you get to the boss. So we, he says, we got lucky. So we get to the boss, and it's super easy. Like there's not a roll to move. It's just your character can move five spaces. The boss can move six spaces, and it has AI cards for the boss that you draw and it tells you basically what to do and what dice to roll for damage, etc., and what hit location is and all that other stuff. And then your character has action, so he has an action like survive and you can use it once per fight 
But the one survive action is I can have 100% dodge on something. So I could just say, I'm going to call dodge because the lion is enraged and I want to make sure I don't get hit by their agent, that enraged attack because I don't want to lose a, an eye or something. But you have a hit location very much like uh, whatever that old PlayStation game was called. Uh, not Painkiller, but um, Soldier of Fortune. Mm-hmm. Where like specific things blow off. Well, it's like it's got hand, leg, hand, foot, waist, chest, um, head, and so your head has just one hit point. Each hand has one, two hit points, a light and a heavy hit, and then same with everything else. And as you add armor to your character, that adds additional hit points, basically. Gotcha. Um, so you basically just move to it. It's creature turn. You use the AI cards. It kind of tells you what to do and how it locates and targets different characters. And then you have your turn, which means you can move and attack, or you can move and move. You can like you have a you don't have to roll dice for it. You just roll for to hit, and then roll for location, and then you roll to see if there's damage. Um, there was a lot of uh, what happened to me is I accidentally, I guess, stroked the lion's nuts. So <laughs> I'll give you. I'm going to read this. So here is my character. My character hit. So he says, "You hit the monster right in the ding dong." If I got a critical wound. Gain one lion testes, white lion resource. The lion then has a persistent injury. Lost ding dong. Your attack destroys the white lion's healthy genitals. The monster is livid. The white lion gains plus one damage token. The attacker permanently gains the priority target token. The white lion will attack them until the attacker is dead or the white lion is dead. No exceptions. Wow. So wow. if you... If you you, you if destroy you, the ding dong, you become you, you become the the rage target, right? But you get lion testes, and there's a card for that. That <laughs> Matt posted the card. There's a card for that, and it's literally just a pair of lion nuts. It says lion testes, organ consumable, and then the <laughs> subtext of that is a hefty pair of nuts. <laughs> um, and it's a fairly like apt drawing on this card. <laughs> Yeah, so me and Matt were joking about it quite a bit. It's like I just because I miss, so you know, you always come That's... up with subtext when you're playing any kind of like game like D and I was like, I guess I just cupped his nuts. <laughs> That's da- like I hit, but I did no damage. Oh well, you just you just kind of grazed it. That just looks like it hurt. <laughs> Why do you think he's got the enrage token on him? But here's the, the priority thing. target. So here's the thing: it's better, right? So we beat the lion. Of course, you and. It wasn't overly hard, like, so he has <laughs> dick jokes. <laughs> oh, God, why? It was a semi. Uh, so it's semi-hard. But, it, but what happens... Semi-soft. So it's, it's fairly hard to hit. But you... When... <laughs> So my character starts it's off with a rock. Hard, right? My character starts off with a rock, so that's what I'm hitting everything with is with a rock. Um, so here's the deal: you go and you fight the, the the boss, and you beat the boss. And the way that the boss's hit points work is it's just all the AI cards that the boss has. So it'll say for whatever level it is, it's this pair of cards. So he had like nine cards. We get nine hits in. We beat the boss. Then we go back to the build phase. So the build phase is you go back to the village, right? And there's all sorts of things that can happen. Like uh, Matt's character was got his jaw broke, so he has a permanent injury of his jaw being broke, which means that he can't eat. When eating is important in this game, he cannot encourage, which is like a, a buff basically that you can do. Certain buff cards say encourage, which gives you plus something to something, right? Um and he can't perform a lot of very specific actions that require voice. 
So we go back, and then we have these storyboards, basically. So there's these big cards that have different, like, uh, think of them like a forge. You put a, a card has, you combine these ingredients, so we pass out loot, and loot is a bunch of random cards based on color that you grab on there. And we, you could say it goes all to one person, or you could say everybody gets something. So John said everybody pick three cards, we just distributed it evenly. And based on the loot I got, like I got white lion fur, I got leather, I got hide, I got some bone. White and I, fur to go with his testes. Well, he didn't get the testicles. No, John got the testicles because he eventually cut the dick off. So John got the testicles and he made a potion out of it. It's lion testicle potion for vigor. So vigor. So 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 he, he got the nut juice. He drinks chopped testes. Chopped testes for more vigor. Something like that. So, oh anyways, this like this card that they lay out has different items you can build based on your loot, which is just cards. So you put the cards down. Now I get that pair of loot. Pull the loot of a pile, and then you've got like a armor set and weapon set you can build from the lion. So that's what you do is you go through and you figure that out, and then you get a an additional action point you can do that you have to spend every time you rest in town. And the way this game works is if your character dies and your character is expected to die, you draw from the resource of villagers a, a blank new character, and that blank new character has a certain set of attributes based on how you're building your town. And so here's how you build your town up. Your town has to have children to build the town. So in order to produce children, a man and a woman must lie together. <laughs> so Is that how that works? Yeah. So uh, you I have to they have- all came from test tubes. And it has to be from the other players. So Dave and Matt are the only females. John is a old man, and I am a young viewer warrior. So here's the crazy thing. So you have to roll for intimacy. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. So one through three is a really shitty roll. And what happens with one through three is you usually kill yourself. So it's so shitty that you die. Wow. Uh, um like four through six, you gain extra survival, but you don't gain any additional benefits. So if you roll like four through six, you get a survival point, which I guess it just means that you copulated and it was okay. And <laughs> or you got to third base. You got to like third that. base. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so you got the a coupling was successful. The cu you know, it was all right. It was yeah. all right. All right. Strangers in the night. You, but you, you got your hand on a boob. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe sucked on it a little. That's But know. to get you roll an eight or higher because it's a D ten. Right. You produce children and then there's this whole the first time you do it, there's a whole like decision making process. So I guess the prior game they decided they wanted to be cannibals. And then we decided we wanted to make we made a town decision of Protector Young, which gave us a re roll if we fucked it up. But it also meant that we started with lower stats. So <laughs> this is gonna sound so fucked up. Okay. So Dave and John fucked to get, like, two additional villagers, and then my character fucked Matt to get two additional characters, and so we ended up, and I guess they just shoot out of the womb ready to be warriors, <laughs> so they shoot out adult children, so, because it immediately adds to your your town um, right. population. Right. So, you produce children- and then that adds to your total health pool for the amount of available characters. But the way the game works, so John was explaining it this way, and I thought this was pretty funny. He said, so let's just say you lose a le your left leg and your left arm, but you have a pair of guitars. 
So a, two, a weapons that require two hands, right? Right. The way the author of this game has stated is he thinks that your character could still, with a disable, with a, a penalty, could wield one in your mouth and another one in your right hand, and you could hobble towards a monster and still attack. All right, then. So until you're completely dismembered, you still have a chance of doing something with severe negatives. And you have to play that character <laughs> till they die. Wow. <laughs> so you can lose eyes, you can lose arms, you can lose hands, you can lose legs, you can lose and, a you can lose a lot of and life. And still have to play that character. And still have to play that character. It becomes it seems like it's going to become very other comical at one point when we go over extend ourselves. <laughs> But he's got one leg, no arms. He's trying to. He's he has a negative to, five to hit. He's got a. He's he's this one one legged dude just hopping towards a monster with a freaking knife in his freaking jaw that's broken. So it's so it's constantly slipping around. He's How, blind in one eye. It's <laughs> and the character design for this, like John hasn't painted any of the models. They're heavily detailed, right? So. Like I'd mentioned, there's a lion dick, right, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> but there's like a griffin character, and in the griffin's asshole are a bunch of hands pulling out of the asshole. It's really bizarre. What? Wow. There's a thing that looks like a looks kind of like Slimer with four appendages, and then in the open mouth is a really gnarly-looking <laughs> vagina. Dude, there is a tentacle monster. Like... There's a tentacle monster, and one of the tentacles is very much a penis. <laughs> Is this some weird <laughs> hentai bullshit? But the what? game plays very well. <laughs> what the hell? Kingdom Death. Look it up. Oh my god! All right. So yeah, I'm gonna look. That I up. thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> but the game, like I said, it was so quick for us to figure out. Like me and Matt had it figured out in ten minutes. Like what we do because you don't like everybody takes a turn playing the monster, and all it does is it gives you a card, and it gives you this is how many dice you can roll, this is what you need to hit, and this is what the damage looks like, and this is how you target. It's like if you fail the first target condition, which is in a cone in front of you, all except for behind you, yeah. or in front of you, then the next target would be anything except for the two spaces behind you. And if that doesn't work, huh. pull the sniff card, and it'll tell you what character to attack. So it like sets the attack roll up, and then it tells you what to do with the attack. And it's really, really the 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 bones behind the game, to use another <laughs> dick pun, the... The actual design of it, it feels very much, it's very, uh, very much like programming language, which just made sense. So it was, I know it right. sounds dumb, but I mean, it just, it, there was a rule set that was built into the game that you didn't have to research. It's just like, you know, you pull cards, the cards tell you what to do, you move on to the next person. It's just super fucking easy. No, sometimes when shit's set up that way, it can make it easier to understand, especially for... People like like you and me who are generally really good at math and do have some programming history, you know, when stuff. Well, and Matt doesn't way. have any programming history, but to him, like, it made just as much sense. Like, it was, you know, well that fast, and we we're sitting he, there. He's also played a whole lot of D and D and stuff, and that's got a lot of complicated math in it too. That's fair, but I'm just saying, like, in general, if you're that level of gamer, the yeah. actual game itself was super intuitive and then you keep track of the entire campaign so we you know we wrote down what our loot cards were on the back of our character cards yeah and then he's got a piece of paper that you can basically copy ad nauseum that has the whole campaign laid out so we can for the next session we can fight the weird slimer vagina monster or we can fight the lion again 
and we know that. And then if we build up this other section of town, then we can fight a weird uh, la- llama thing. I don't remember. Go. Screaming la- gazelle, la- I think, is what it is. La- 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 I, I think la- you guys need to fight the weird vagina monster. Uh, well, and it's got a different loot table, and it's like all the loot cards look pretty cool. And I guess there's another version or a modification that people have done where they've set up a character that is metal with glueable or with magnetic armor pieces for all the different sets. So you can huh. literally put the stuff on your character as you build them out, which is pretty fucking That's cool. That's pretty the, damn cool. It's a But I bet that shit's expensive. Yeah, it's John has stated that it is uh been he has spent way too much money on it. I start saying but, I, well, I a saw a string I saw a string between him and and Trent a few weeks ago talking about this this is that. a anything that has to do with miniatures, man. It Oh yeah, I mean look at look at forty K. Right. You know, you, you don't you don't play that without like going I mean, bankrupt. <laughs> I I used to make extra money by just <clears throat> buying the blank miniatures and painting them and reselling them. Mm-hmm. You know, just sets of like 10, 15 miniatures, you know, paint them up, sell them. Yeah, so Don't be pay insane amounts for painted miniatures. Yeah, because they don't, they either don't have they, the skill or they, they just either don't, don't care. have the skill, the time, or they just, they want it now. And so, they want it looking cool. This 1.5, just the base game is $400. Expansions. Uh, now now it's not set up for a phone, but I can tell that because I can't scroll the website. Yeah, their website's kind of funky. No expansions in stock. Okay. I'm I'm basically I'm looking through a uh, uh, through a Pinterest right now of somebody who's pre- uh, painted a bunch of the figures. Uh, oh, they're pretty weird. They're pretty wild. Pretty out there. Well, I mean the 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 figurines are actually really really detailed. Like no, the, super detailed. The 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 white line. I'm seeing a lot of the white line, uh, and I mean you could see like the figurine has the mus- musculature of the of the line actually built into it. So. It's it's super detailed. The mains all you know very detailed. It looks really really great. I mean, yeah, I'm not seeing a lot of the uh, the crazy detail that you're talking about, you know. But well, maybe they just painted it white, or 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 maybe they just um, glossed over the fact that that it, that that. Is a thing. Well, John said you had to glue on the dick separately. Oh well, that would that would be the reason why these pro these people are like, okay, well, we're probably not going to do that. <laughs> you have to make these figurines anatomically correct. I mean, you have to glue on the penis, right? Nobody wants to glue on a penis. Just saying. Well, it's done with all with like model glue, so everything kind of melts together, so to speak. Right. No, I, this this game looks. Fantastic! I saw the uh, I saw the picture that you po- uh, posted of the um, so, of the white lion uh, story, and I'm like, what the fuck game is that? I know now. I know now. I know it's a game that I'll never be able to afford. Then again, I spent so much money on fucking Warframe. I don't know. Well, I mean, John really <laughs> likes you know the he he collects board games like weird off the wall fucking board games too, doesn't he? Yeah, 
Yeah, so this would be right up his fucking alley. Well, if you looked at just like an image search, right? Like, let me, this is a good one. Like, that is a, uh, one of the characters. One of the enemies. Yeah. So this is the... Wow. It looks it's very a, breakable. It's... I mean, a lot of the figurines look very fragile. Like, uh, that guy has a, a bunch of little, like, tendrils coming off of him, and it's done in the model. Um, There's the, the weird griffin. That's the weird griffin. Okay. I wonder if the extra hands are actually uh, additional glue-ons. But yeah, there's a shit ton of uh, <laughs> models for the different bosses. But yeah, the boss, like there's a whole insanity stat and a whole bunch of other stats. Wow, there's 300 an of these in, fucking things? An insane, one-legged, one-eyed, Okay, no you, you, you can't see inside the mouth. There's the vagina monster. That's the vagina monster. That's why I described him kind of like Slimer. He's got these weird arms hanging off his mouth, and he's uh, like an anglerfish thing. Gotcha. Craziness. But yeah, the... Yeah, nobody did a detailed shot inside the mouth. Of course not. You're like, okay, well, we can't put this up on Pinterest because it'll get flagged. Oh, that's a really Pretty good lion right there. Is that the yeah. one you found? Yeah, I saw some yeah. of the I saw some other ones too, yeah. The I'm I'm constantly, you know, looking at shit that people paint for fucking 40k and, you know, other miniature games. Uh and some of the the uh the sets that they do. And I'm like, man, I would really love Yeah, John to didn't be able paint to these. Do... He just did the he his are all just glued together. So you'd, I think you'd want somebody to paint them for you, honestly. Yeah, well, if, I mean, if you've got the skill to do it and you've got the paint, I mean, the paint itself is not fucking cheap. Like, no, model like paint. the only person I know no. that could do something like that would be Trent. <clears throat> Trent <clears throat> could do this quality of work. Um, yeah, Trent could do it. There's, there's a couple other had, people there. For that anybody who do doesn't it. know, Trent does paint quite a bit um, and has a full Dark Souls <clears throat> coffee table he carved I, by hand. I could. It just. It'd take me a while, because I'm not, you know, I don't do it all the time, but... The pots of uh, model yeah, I think paint that's are, the... like, fucking, what, five bucks a bottle, and they're, yeah. like, thimble-sized? Yeah, I think that's the, the first set for $400. Okay, and that's just the mo uh, the monsters, the bosses? Right, so, I mean, the, the miniatures you get are... <laughs> Here we go. You can see there's a miniature, and somebody tries to just show that it has a pair of nuts. <laughs> Today, we're gluing on nuts. Only here on this stream. Boom. Done. All right. Now, seriously. Glue on the It nuts. is a fucking weird game, but I will say as far as, like, how the mechanics play out, it plays out very well. I just, I can tell there's probably a very small but very... Uh, crazy uh subset of people that probably uh really dig this. Oh, here's the weird tentacle monster. We were calling him the broccoli head. Broccoli head. Uh, let's try to there. The you can't see but they painted it black, but the the front tentacle is a big old dick. Uh, <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> wow. 
So, you know, they painted it in a way so it wasn't... I mean, it is weird. It's got weird nipple things. You can do with it as you will. No, it looks... It looks like a, you know, it looks like a great game if you got the money to put down for it. Um, or just I don't have think... a friend that spends a lot of money. Or, yeah, or that. Uh, it, I'd play it. it, it it's just boss lot... killer the game, and it's, like, now that we've got a good handle on it, so we played for about two and a half hours. And it's because we didn't quite 100% understand the mechanics, but we figured it out. I figure the next session we do, we can probably get through two in about three hours. Sweet. Which is a pretty good time, you know, and then just playing with friends on a random Thursday night is pretty cool. Right. It sounds like, it It sounds, you said Darkest Dungeon before, and it, and it sounds a lot like, you know, a Darkest Dungeon run. Yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's an easy way of looking at it. It's just that it's, you know, you play with people, um, but it's just, it's, like I said, it's really easy to figure out. Sweet. Um, I just, I think it's super interesting. I look up the Sunstalker and I just keep seeing dicks. <laughs> so anyways, um, I mean, shit, there, some of these, uh, some of these figurines have some pretty in t- impressive titties too. <laughs> just saying. These are what, this is what you, this is what you get from this is like, oh, look, titties. Oh, look, more titties. Oh look, it's an adult game. You don't play this with kids. No, it's totally an adult game. It's an adult oh, yeah. nerdy as fuck game. It's just dark fantasy. <laughs> I think one of the things that me and John share a big love for is dark fantasy in general. I'm not so much into the. It's not really the the draw to that game for me is really the mechanics itself. Um, in some of the art style, aside from the weird genitals on everything, um. Like, everything down to minus the genitals on the game is pretty fucking cool. Uh, the genitals just completely throw me off. Um, I will say I did play some other things. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, I have a question for you guys. This, we're going to go to a question of the week. Okay. Um, Do this. You know, like, sometimes you're trying to describe things to people, right? Like, the just the right words don't come out. And... I'm going to give you an image of something, and I just want you to make the closest approximation to our people without actually telling what it is, what you see. Okay? Oh Keep boy. in mind, I took these pictures a long time ago. In fact, I took these <laughs> when I was about 16 years old. Okay. Um, and when you see this image, I need you to just simply, again, describe what you see without describing the object. This right? is this sounds a lot like those abstract pic, you know, those abstract photo tests. Right. What do you see in this ink blot? Okay. So, what do you guys see? I want you to describe. Don't say what it is. Do you guys know what that is? I know what that is. Okay. I Jason. know exactly what that okay, is. Okay. So, what? How would you describe that? I mean, it's a fairly large one of those, right? Y- yes. Typically, yeah, those are about right. yay big, you know. So, if you were to describe this to somebody who had no idea what this was, right, without saying the word, what would you call this? Uh, I call it the word, but I mean, okay. So, what's the other approximation of that? What is it? Is as big as a what? I mean, a dog. I I don't. 
Uh, why, what are it's you a, fishing for? Okay. This is what I'm because I know exactly what that is. Okay, I mean, so it's a tamale, right? It's a tamale, right? Okay, but it's a large tamale. It is. It, it is. It is easily about two and a half times the size of a tamale. Right. This right? is a, a tamale that is the size of a, a large taquito. Uh, this, okay, but man, you work safe. But what? Well, hey, I am that, trying here. That is a rather large dong size. So tamale. he had you, you basically, basically, you you basic, basically, basically fed that fucker to him. I wasn't even trying to say it, dong. You know what? In you fact, know what? what I you know what I said is I said it's about the size of a banana, but it's a banana without a curve. I was like, it has about the right girth of a banana. It's a straight banana. It's so, <laughs> so it's so. The very a first thing I saw banana. wasn't the the object that you uh, that you were describing. I saw the plate that it was on, and I thought of Wheel of Fortune. Uh, and then I saw what it was, so it was the Wheel of Fortune of, <laughs> of tamale. Well, you can tell that my 16-year-old brain also took that picture because I put two bowls next, <laughs> next to a long object. And I was like, it's the cock and balls. For a real long time, I was trying to – I'm not going to say the name of my grandpa's that, tamale that, restaurant. That's but a, it, that's I was going to say – That's a cock and – couple of uneven balls but i called it i was trying to say like your tagline should be the worth is in the girth and he's a wise ass himself and he's like i'm not putting that on my store right i was like i was like it'll draw customers he's like it's not not putting that on my door no it's not gonna happen (laughs) the worth is in the girth what the hell were you thinking though i would totally eat at a restaurant with that as the tagline i don't think i would (laughs) i mean just because they had the balls to do it. Uh, uh, Jesus. Uh, I can't even. I can't even <laughs> fucking. But that, my, gran- can't even. my grandpa makes a big tamale. Like, it's a it's a good 11-inch That's tamale. That's a giant-ass tamale. Like, it is as big around as a banana. Sweet. Like, you eat one of those in place of three regular tamales. Correct. It's a two-tamale plate. Like, you eat two tamales that my grandpa makes, and they're, he puts it in a mouthful. Yeah. You, you don't need any more. I know. You can only f- fit one of those in your mouth at a time. That's all there is to it. <laughs> uh, guys, stop it. <laughs> I also right. took this picture. Oh. <laughs> Wow. I said every tamale over half a foot long, and I put a tape measure next to it. (laughs) This was me 20 years ago. Still doing the same thing. Yeah, you're, yeah. It's good to know that you haven't, like, grown up, grown out of that. (laughs) Hell no. Everything's a dick joke. Everything's Uh, a dick joke. I can't help it. Hey, I can't help it either. I st- and for anybody freak. who's new, we're, our show is usually full of a lot of dick jokes. I don't know why. Uh, it's it, it just it just happens. But um, moving because on, we're all hangs, three assholes. It just hangs there, That's out in right. the open. Well, so I did play for all to see. I've come to realize, like I'm starting to build the game of the year thing because we got to do that here in about a month. Oh God, I'm um, not looking forward to it. I am not. I have. I've spent the last, what, four months playing Warframe. I am so behind. So um, I'm jumping into a lot more things. I'm going to say Game Pass right now is being pretty kind to you if you like indie games. Um, Ashen's on there. I've played a little bit of that, and Ashen is simply a weird 
Dark Souls, very polygonal Dark Souls. It's a Windows and Epic Game Launcher exclusive, as oh well as Xbox. We'll God. talk about the Epics thing later. Uh, okay. But um, mechanics are very close to Dark Souls in their approximation. You know, light, heavy attack, dodge, roll, block, charge, block, that kind of thing. Um, you get a lot of different loot. The enemies attack in small groups. There's a lot of pulling of enemies. You can throw spears. Um, I haven't figured out if there's a magic component yet. Um, and it has a weird co-op mechanic. And so you've got a character that starts off with you that's an AI, or you can do like an open multiplayer thing where you have people kind of randomly join your game, which is something I did for a little while. Um, they seem to, there's just like a whole gestures thing you can do and kind of like point in a direction, which is what I did a lot. But between me and the person that was just randomly assigned to me and I didn't realize a person until I was playing for a while and realized they're kind of doing their own thing and so we started kind of tag teaming different things and it reminded me a lot of Journey for PlayStation where you kind of randomly, you thought it was an NPC but it just turned out to be another person in the world um, they were playing very cooperatively with me, like anywhere I was going they wanted to go anytime that I was attacking something, they were attacking something and when they disappeared from my game, it replaced them with an AI, a named AI that kind of followed me around and kind of did similar things with me. There's a lot of different mechanics where it takes two people to get up a ledge or whatever, so the AI can substitute that, um, or another person does. So basically you click button to interact, and then like in this one spot, like I put my hands down to grab a foot to push them up a ledge, you know? And then the whole, if I complete that with the person, then they pull me up on the ledge, and then we get the thing. Um, it has a whole quest system, which is a little different than Dark Souls. Dark Souls has quests, but they're very much just like you knew that you had to do this thing to get this thing, right? Right. This doesn't really have a quest log, but it has quest markers. So, well, I sort of has a quest log. In your menu, you've got a thing where you set the quest marker for the thing you want to do. And there's voice acting that kind of tells you what you need to do next to do the thing, right? It's very clearly divided up into sub-quest and main quest. And you're basically just building up an arsenal of weapons and to kill things Dark Souls so I played it for about two hours had some decent fun with it and we'll probably go back to it um, for those of you that have listened to the show for a very long time know that I'm a Kingdom fan the Kingdom the game uh, weird side-scrolling RTS and not really RTS side-scrolling sort of tower defense game um, that's very minimalistic it's out on pretty much everything it was supposed to be an expansion to the original game and then I guess it just got over ambitious and now it is a kingdom game with couch co-op so you really? can play two people at the same time on the same map and it splits the screen evenly down the middle um i didn't play that way because it's just me right um but it focuses a lot more like kingdom new lands did and if you so the base game was you move left and right you go faster by double tapping left or right and you drop gold to build things or drop gold to recruit people and those the jobs that they are assigned is based on what equipment you buy and what direction they're facing when they're running back to your village. So you build defenses, you get attacked by these little trolls, um, and then your the objective is to survive as long as you can. Well, this one, New Lands had you going to new areas to kind of conquer the area and then move on. You'd kill the portal, get build yourself up to a place where you had like knights or something like that um, to where you could kill off like the goblin like boss. Right. This, and you'd have to unlock different, like, statues that unlock different tiers of building. So you had to get to, like, a, a higher level to get better characters. This has two themes. One theme is basic medieval, like the old one, and then the other theme is samurai-themed, which is kind of cool. 
So, like, you have basically ninjas um, instead of, like, knights um, that can climb trees, uh, which is kind of cool. Um, I was, when you guys came in, I was playing the old school one because I was a little more familiar with what the classes did. But you go to different, you go and build your boat. So, the old one, you would have to really build the boat, and then you'd have to follow the boat all the way down and kill the portal to get to the next island. This one doesn't make you do that. Instead, what it makes you do is get enough resources to get in the boat and get it going, and then it zips you to the next island. So, But it doesn't have all the unlockables on a single island. So the idea is to go around building up all your bases on all your islands before you kind of singularly kill off each of the monsters on each of the islands. Gotcha. So where you guys came in, I just got to the second island, and I'm working on probably finding stone or something like that so that I can kind of upgrade my stuff further, and then I can go back to my old base and build it up better and try to kill off whatever's in that zone. But it's a really, it's a time-consuming game, and every time I've played it, I've lost a couple hours, so I like it a lot. I'm really on a strategy game kick like nobody's business right now, so. I know, you've been playing a fuckload of them. Uh, played Mutant League Year Zero. Yeah? How'd you like it? Um, That's, again, it was, I actually was Kingdoms, Ashen, and Mutant Year Zero were games I was going to buy this month. And all three of them came on Game Pass. Correct. And they're all 30 to 20 bucks in that range, so right. Kingdoms, Two Crowns is 20 bucks on Steam. Free on Game Pass. Mutant Year Zero is thirty bucks on Steam or thirty-five dollars on Steam. Free on Game Pass. And Ashen, I think, is twenty or thirty bucks. So my ten dollars saved me about sixty bucks. Yeah. Pretty that's, quickly. It's a so, pretty good deal. So that was pretty fucking cool. And I've been playing through uh Mutant Year Zero. There's a whole lot of dialogue in that game. It's sort of like XCOM, but not really. Right. What it is is you kind of have preset characters. You start off with a warthog and a duck. Yes. Um, and the warthog and the duck are basically, they're called stalkers, and the story is, is there. But essentially, it's like a post-apocalyptic world. It seems really heavily influenced by Wasteland. And I say Wasteland because the sense of humor is very in exile and very much not Bethesda. Right. Um, it very much has that weird, quirky side to it. But it is kind of a colorful Wasteland. Um, it's very, uh, it's very much their own, um, kind of B character, uh, B style character acting in a lot of the stuff. It's okay. But there's a lot of voice dialogue that's kind of unique to every character. And basically you go through each zone, picking up scrap, picking up components for your weapons, looting different artifacts. Um, the one that I like, the artifact I like the best because you're a couple of anthropomorphic animals. Right. That, mutated because of nuclear holocaust is you i found a uh a fruit detector and the fruit detector was basically an ipod they're calling it a fruit detector because it has a <laughs> blinking battery light and a bit a picture of an apple on it of course they call it a fruit detector which i thought that was pretty cool um but you find the artifacts you trade in the artifacts at a bar to get additional stats and different things so like my characters can carry more bombs their bombs do more damage, but like you go back to the, you can tra fast travel to the base at any time and then upgrade your shit. So, or some of the weapons you found, you change around your load order and stuff like that. But basically the mechanic is you go around a zone, um, you sneak around without your flashlight to position. You can literally hide in plain sight. So as long as you've hit the hide icon, things don't see you until they're right on top of you. But there is a zone of vision, vision cone basically for all the enemies. And you get set up and you do these ambushes and try to take, you kind of try to pick, like, thin out the ranks before you kind of do your main attack. Um, I haven't really died so far after I kind of figured it out. It's a fairly hard game, but not so hard 
again, I guess I, I like hard games in general, so this one, I'm not trying to say, oh, I'm that gamer, <laughs> but I'm just, I've been playing a lot of these types of games for a really long time, so the mechanics make a lot of sense to me. He's that gamer. So I I picked up mechanics. If you're an XCOM fan, I think it's pretty, it's not XCOM, but it has like high cover, low cover, it has ambush, ambush it has overwatch, it has grenade mechanics um but you're salvaging stuff from these enemies that you're killing and there's different objectives in different zones so like i'm in a spot where i'm going to going to a different zone to find a key for this crazy guy to unlock his temple of light um but i'm trying i'm looking for uh, somebody who is a part of my town and so i'm kind of exploring this zone i heard it's about 15 hours long i've probably put about five hours in it um like it so far especially for the price of free like i would have wanting to spend money on it right for the price of free, it's an easy grab for me. Um, and then, uh, and I'm kind of going through these quickly. I didn't play a whole lot more Fallout 76. Uh, me and Casey, would, schedules didn't match. But it's a that's a me and Casey game right now. Right. And rest assured, folks, like I know it's pretty broken. It's not going to be my game of the year, so don't worry yeah. about that. <laughs> However, I am allowed to be weird and like the things that I like. So my opinion is my opinion. But it's I know it's not a game of the year. You're allowed so don't, to be wrong. That's so cool. don't worry about that. But I will say that I, I'm going to actively play it as they develop the game further. But moving along from that, I played a lot of Battletech, and I can't pull myself away from Battletech. I'm playing the random mode. I still haven't finished the game. I'm on the last mission. <laughs> I don't want it to end. But I, I probably should. I just don't want it to. And I've got almost 150 hours in that game now. And I've been That's... playing Flashpoint mode. And Flashpoint mode is just more crack it's it's games with it's these different missions with a whole lot of variables that are very difficult and i'll explain so it'll say like i'll give an example this one was one of the more fun ones i did um i did one where i was trying to lure out a guy so the story is this guy kills this noble's kid he invites him to an arena it's supposed to be like a match for show and then instead of it being a match for show he crushes his mech and kills his son so now he wants to get revenge on this gladiator. So I'm sent against a bunch of drunk mech warriors. Um, and the drunk mech warriors all have these mechs that are like half built and half armored and are shoddy, but there's a shitload of them. So And they don't use the same tactics. Like it basically says these guys are not going to use a very high tactics, but they're all pissed. So I go and make a name for myself killing these drunk mech warriors so my four mechs go up against like a 12 right and i have at this point in that campaign just medium mechs and a couple of heavies and no assault mechs so i use and again i'm going to say some names and if you like battle tech at all it should make some sense using a fire starter a fire starter is a flamethrower mech that i've armed with all small lasers and one medium laser for just basically shaving off evasion pips but He's a light mech that I have with full armor and full jump jets um, that zips around the map, map marking targets for my LRM boats. I probably shouldn't jargon too hard here. Yeah, but, LRM, long-range missiles. But anyways, long story short, I have a fairly fun setup, and I have a hunchback that has a like an AC-20, which is like the biggest gun in the game that's got like plus, plus, plus. It's cannon. It's an auto cannon that does 100 damage, and for scale, there's no other weapon that does 100 damage. Well, it does more than 100 because it's plus, plus, plus. It does 120 damage. So it one-shots legs and arms and everything. I use uh, a, a strike that lets me strike specific spots in the mech to kind of weed them out. But anyways, 
Long story short, I win the win this one, right? And then I go to another mission. Another mission is to go to the television station to broadcast my message. Well, the television station's got a bunch of heavy turrets and a bunch of like mercenaries around it. And it's heavily armed. Because that's 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 what that's what television stations have. Turrets and heavy mechs. So you go through the television station, you take out they do a weird set of reinforcements with that mission and you end up I end up losing a character altogether. I just I just barely made it through. And it does successful uh what do you call it? Concurrent deployment. What that means is I don't get to repair my mech, but it it will I can swap it out for another mech. So I can't repair between rounds. And it'll rearm it. So like if I ran out of missiles or something, it'll rearm that. You know, reset all my heat levels and all that shit. But it's a concurrent deployment. I end up using two of the same mechs because I like them a lot. And then go back out and then survive. And then it throws me in against another one. And it says, here's the mission parameters. He's asking you to go out on your own to take him out. And, like, there's a flashpoint decision there. So I go out against his own and I'm going to get one set of loot. Or I'm going to go out with all my mech warriors and just fucking crush him. And I'll get another set of loot. I was like, well, I'm going to take the risk. It's very obviously a trap. But I'm going to take the risk. I'm going to get a mech that I know is fucking tough as shit. And with the right mech warrior, I can win this. So I take out my hunchback with the autocannon with as much armor on it as possible. Because I didn't, I only taken it in the first deployment and it didn't get beat up. Because it's just fucking, it's beast. Right. And I take a mech warrior that has a, like they added some new abilities. So one of the abilities is like coolant vent. So for one turn you vent 50 heat. Well, most of my alpha strikes are under 50 heat. So... That means I get one turn where I'm at max heat where I can basically alpha strike and not have, like, it gives me an extra alpha strike. And then for every turn after that for four turns, you gain eight heat. So used properly, you can use that to give yourself an extra boost in the battle. So I use that character, which also has high aim. Of course, it's not just the guy. He's also got a a badass mech that I really want. So I'm going to try to just take out the head. So I snipe the guy in the head, which is really hard, but this character has high aim, so it's like a 30% chance, which is crazy, because it's usually two. So 30% shot chance to snipe a head, and the head usually has 80 armor total, like usually 40 and 40. 40 armor and then 40 total damage. Snipe it in one shot, take the guy out, which is awesome, but I didn't realize that he had seven mechs on top of that and two vehicles. Oh, boy. So that character, through positioning and things like that, because you get I've got different armor boosts on this and all sorts of things, was able to take on the whole thing, but it's a very challenging mission that took me about two hours total to do, and I did it the other night. And when I got out of it, I was like, "Oh my god, that's that... a fucking win!" And it was like, and then they've added a whole bunch of random loot rolls to different parts. So now a lot of the parts have additional properties to them. Now that there is additional additional lost tech weapons, which was only part of the first campaign that you have, and now this part, if you activate it activates all that shit throughout the campaign if you want to play it that way too but i just wanted to go through flashpoints so i set up the other one but the problem is is they're all hard missions so i couldn't do it with just basic ass mechs i had to build up my crew a little bit right which is what i'm at now i don't have a lot of heavy mechs but i have really good medium mechs and i've got 150 hours in the game i'm pretty sure how i know how to use shit now right and i'm really i've had a lot of fun with builds so Pokemon is fucking amazing. It's one of my top games this year. If you like strategy games, it's I like it as much as I like XCOM. It's just super good. 150 hours for a game for him is pretty substantial. 
It's uh, getting up in my top played Steam games of all time right now. Oh. Yeah. Nothing's going to beat mine. <laughs> I don't think there's a game out there that's going to be able to beat mine. <laughs> so have you played? Oh, that's not even a question. That's not even a question. Yeah, I haven't played anything other than Warframe. Is there anything new with Warframe? Uh, outside of... Um, Outside of the announcements from last week, uh, not really. The There has been, uh, this week did actually drop Fortuna for consoles. So PlayStation and uh, uh, and Xbox players are able to now uh, play Fortuna. And it's always about two or three weeks behind for the consoles because of the whole uh, um, certification cycle that they have to go through. Right. Um, but... Yeah, uh, those uh, those players are uh, now able to get into Fortuna, and because those play uh, those players were uh, are getting into Fortuna now, uh, there's a Twitch drop campaign going on, which is probably going to be ended by the time that this uh, this airs. Uh, but the uh, the Twitch drop campaign allows you to basically watch any Warframe stream for an hour, and you get an item in uh, in game. Uh, the drops are shit. Uh, it's basically just like seven hundred and you know seven thousand five hundred credits or some random useless fucking item. Uh, they put the carrot on the stick though by saying you can get uh, you know either a Nidus Warframe, a Cora Warframe, or uh, a Rifle Riven mod, and uh, I have not gotten any of those things, and I've gotten well, you know, well over two hundred drops. It's surprising since it was only 121 days ago that you picked up Warframe and you've played 39 of those straight. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so when I you've, you've played 39 days of Warframe. So when I uh, when I play Warframe, that's that's the thing. Steam only you know shows when I'm actually like uh, when I've got the game started. Uh, so a lot of times I'll just start the game, uh, and I do spend quite a bit of time actually farming in that game. I've I've progressed quite a bit in these last three months. Like, I went from being not having fuck all for mods and using just the base freaking Warframes like Excalibur and Volt and all that shit. Um I went from having basically nothing to having a damn decent set of mods, uh, and uh, now I've got all the fucking Warframes that, you know, that I'm able to get my hands on fairly easily, uh, you know, sitting in my, you know, foundry just waiting for me to play them. Uh, so I, I feel like I've progressed probably a little too fast in that game, but then again, I am super addicted to, you know, that type of a hook. Uh, I like looters. Uh, I mean, I've played the fuck out of, like, Diablo uh, and uh, games like Diablo, though I never really got into Path of Exile. Something about it just didn't feel right. Path of Exile had a new update recently, so I've actually thought about jumping into it, but I'm like, I've got too many games. Well, Path of Exile will will suck you in just as, you know, just as hard as uh, a Diablo, but there was just something about Path of uh, Exile. Maybe it was just the uh, coming from uh, Diablo three, which is really simplistic when you really get down to the brass well, tacks you go it. from you go from something that's like I don't know how to put this in modern terms. If you played Ark the Lad two, you had a very slim down skill set, and right. then you had Final Fantasy 
10, which had the sphere grid. Right. And that's, that's exactly what's, what, I'm, uh, what I'm looking at is you're going from something that's a fairly linear, uh, linear progression system to something that is as open as the Final Fantasy. Uh, the sphere grid, I the, think, is like the perfect comparison. Yeah. Final Fantasy X's sphere grid is, uh, is actually spot on for Path of Exile. There's uh, so many different builds, it's really hard to kind of figure out what you want. I think a happy median is Grim Dawn. Grim Dawn is single player. It's not a free to play game. It's usually reasonably priced. We're about to hit Christmas sales. Yep. If you want a new Diablo game and you have not played Grim Dawn, just play Grim Dawn. It's really good. And and I've actually thought about picking up Grim Dawn just uh, you know, just on a sale just to see if I would enjoy it. Uh I know that you played it a little bit and it was oh, I'll probably go back to it. I've just been What happened is we had no games for a big portion of the middle of the year. Uh-huh. And then, like, 15 things I want to play dropped in the last two months. And that's... Like, my backlog is stuffed. I don't even know what to do. Like, I'm actually going... I'm trying to. I'm trying what you were doing and just playing what I want to play, and I want to play a lot of these. Right. And then I'm going through this whole decision-making process in my head of, okay, well, we've got the game of the year coming up in, right. in a month. What's, what's, what's kind of worth it? And I, what I'm doing is I... I think there's going to be a couple games in there that I want to play that I don't think hit a caliber of game of the year that I'm just going to be like, this is my in-betweener. Right. Um, but, like, we we don't have a million categories. We don't have – it's going to be like a pick five. So we're just telling you right now. It's like a pick five of our favorites and not necessarily better than you – it's right. just here's our five favorites for the year. This is what we this is what we liked to play but, that came. But out I this have year. a hard time with some of those. Like I really want to play more vampire because it might be in there. Right. Well, it, it's the things that you know. That's that's what really gets me about um, you know about some uh, of the game of the years is that they'll just they'll list off like we're. We're we're as bad as you know as this too because in the past couple of years we've had like fucking twenty titles or some shit right. When it comes down to it, what are the games that you spend a whole lot of fucking time on? I mean, what games hooked you? What was the what was the well, thing that it, actually hooked you? And that's on the it? thing. Like, I'm not thinking about what was most important to the industry, right? Like Fortnite right. exploded. That's not. A I'm game not worried I'm... about it. I have never actually. I haven't put one fucking minute in Fortnite. Well, and I'm just saying, like, you know, I'm not looking for the influencer of the year. I'm not looking right. for best soundtrack or any of that stuff. Like a soundtrack might draw me in. Like uh what is that? Kentucky Route Zero. Right. It, that's it, that's just, just part of the atmosphere. Right. It's a good game. Yeah. But it's just part of the atmosphere and it just is what it is. But like I think when we jump into that, you're really just gonna get this is what we like the most that we this year. Right. There could be things in there from last year. There could be things in there that are late in the year. There could be things in there early in the year. But it just is what it is. There could be, you know, I mean, like Monster Hunter. How many hours right. did I sink in Monster Hunter? Right. A fuckload. And it, I kind of want to go back, but I just, I'm in that weird game of the year spot. So this is what this is. This is an idea, and, and I'm going to throw this out here, just you know, just to uh, you know, to get an idea. Um, and it doesn't have to be like a, a, a perfect number, but an approximation of what we've played, like how many hours of uh, of each game that we've played, just to throw that out there, just to give people an idea of what 
you know, what kind of time we've sunk into. Oh, you, know, you mean just adding that next to our nominations? Right. Just basically, oh, that's like, fine. you know, just I mean, like, every, hey, like I make fun of you every every single session. The last every for, single session. For yes. how much you've played Warframe. Right. And and it's uh, a fairly well known. I'm averaging over about 100 every two weeks. So. Um, uh, 115 to 120. Your average is about 112. Okay. And a so. Half. I was, I was giving myself a little bit of a down. All right. So, yeah, I mean, that, and, and Warframe is a game that's been out for fucking ages. But, uh, you know, I put a lot of. 2013? I think 2013 to 2014, something like that. I think it finally released 2014. Yeah. I'm kicking myself for not being a founder of this game. I mean, it fucking, it's, it was one of those things that you could have just invested in. Uh, and it exploded. It was just a. It was a surprise. I mean, even back in 2014, the game wasn't great, right? I mean, you remember that uh, because you played it around the same time and you're like, okay, well, maybe if well, me, they fix some shit. I think shit. John got me into it and I played it with him for a decent amount of time. And me, John, Matt, um, a friend of ours from Alaska and a few other people played it. Right. Yeah, and, and I and I I picked it up and I played it just because, hey, you know, it's Space Ninjas. Fuck it. Yeah, it's free. Why not? Um, and it, it didn't hook me at that point. Uh, but I mean, we all kind of go through a cycle of, you know, of different kinds of games. Like last year was, you know, for me, it was fucking role-playing games. I fucking like, I destroyed some role-playing games. Uh, you know, and, and this year it's been looters. Uh, this year for you has been, well, for the past couple of years has been, you know, tacticals, you know, fucking... Uh, strategy games, you know, and it's it's just what catches our uh, catches of our uh, catches our attention. I mean, we talk about Dark Souls, Dark Souls, uh, and there's always a Souls like game somewhere out on the horizon. But uh, you know, these things capture our attention. We spend a lot of fucking time playing them. Uh, so I, I don't know. I'm interested to see kind of what you know what we've all collectively put into a fucking game, you know, like our most played for the year. I think I, I know exactly what mine is, but that's too easy. But, but this might, <laughs> but uh, to okay. me, honestly, it could be like monster hunter or Battletech. honestly. Right. For, I mean, for, I sunk, I for sunk my fit. second would be monster hunter. Cause I think I've spent, I don't know. I don't know. It's like, we I spent, have to look, but I, well, there's a way to find out. I've I've figured it out on Xbox. Right, I, I'd have to look, but I think I spent uh, a fairly decent amount of time on Monster Hunter, and that came out this year. So, you know, that and Monster Hunter's fucking good, man. Oh my god, Monster Hunter's good. I am super super happy with what they did with Monster Hunter this uh, this year. Well, why don't we take a break and come back? All right, we'll be back. And we're back. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Dude. Uh, what? Psyched for for shit that's coming up, man. I can't fucking wait. You're like the Doom guy. I'm get yeah. psyched. psyched. No way the Wolfenstein. That's get psyched, isn't it? Let's get psyched. Yes. All right. So, yeah. Dude. 
Well, yeah. I mean, while we were on break, Justin showed us this trailer. Oh yeah, that has Rusty hopping. <sighs> Might so, get him off Warframe kick for a minute. Maybe coming for, for to, a minute. Coming to Monster Hunter World. Fucking Geralt of Rivia. Fuck yes. Well, yeah, he's like, also in Soul Calibur now too. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. for yeah. But Soul Calibur is a fighting game, and it's not my. Some people might say sold out, but I don't fucking care. Like it's a good tie-in. He's a monster hunter. Fucking Monster Hunter World, monsters, Geralt of Rivia. It's like a marriage, man. It's fucking perfect. It's like he even says it in the fucking trailer. He's like, "Killing monsters is kind of a specialty of mine." I'm like, "Yes, I think perfect." Monster Hunter could be one of those games I could go back to. Oh, 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 oh! Now, now I'm thinking. Now I'm thinking. Are they gonna make him actually use some Monster Hunter fucking weapons, or is he gonna have his swords? Oh, will he have his fucking swords? Uh, will he knows. have his own fucking it, move set? Well, he's gonna. Have I to. would hope so. I mean, remember all the and weapons I would have hope he does have his own swords. And the now, while you, they'd have to be careful with how much of a bonus. The silver sword has to have a bonus damage. But the silver sword was always uh, only versus like the uh, uh, the supernatural kind of yeah. weapon, uh, things, and there isn't a whole lot of that in Monster Hunter. There's, I mean, they're all fucking like, they're all fucking monsters. I can only imagine him using a fucking sword, but will he be using the uh, the dagger and shield, uh, you know, move set, or will he be using the long sword? Move I think. Set? I don't know. Or I is they gonna just gonna create a moveset? If he uses the longsword moveset, Geralt is my boy. He is my boy. <laughs> I'm really interested. I mean, we've had a lot of good things come out this year. We've had a lot of like decent things come out this year, but like Monster Hunter did it for me he's for got, a while. He's got his own fucking traps too, because he can fucking do he can do his fucking, you know, signs and fucking set up a fucking trap. He's got a fucking trap sign. Like he, it's a very good mix. It is a very. I mean, you know, I was I was kind of, you know, kind of getting into it because I was playing Final Fantasy fourteen at the time, or just before then. And when they bought uh, brought Behemoth and Rathalos uh, crossed over between the two games, Final Fantasy fourteen and uh, Monster Hunter World, that was interesting too. Uh, but. I don't know. And anything that's fucking Geralt is, you know, man. I, I love fucking Witcher. I, I love it so much. So this would be an interesting, interesting, you know, set of, uh, right. Uh, set of, uh, set of new things for Monster Hunter World, man. And it showed it, uh, coming in early 2019, which would mean that would be right after, you know, their one year anniversary. Yeah, probably. Towards the end of January, start of February, probably. I'm just happy that they're fucking continuing to put things into that game. Honestly, I mean, I, I uh, to be fair, I haven't really played it, you know, in the last what five six months. But right, I uh, very much jump back into it. But it's it was a game that I said that I wasn't done with, even though I had completed the story and yeah. I was doing some of the well, fucking. Uh, but that's how the game need, works. I still need to pick that up and play it with you all. I mean that would be a game I'd enjoy. I mean, I was talking about Monster Hunter uh, not too long ago at work. Somebody had just picked it up for, uh, uh, you know, for uh, PlayStation. And uh, he was having some problems with uh, Nergigante. And I said, man, I could tell you about Nergigante. And I could tell you how to beat him 
And he and he's like, oh man, I, I I fucking hate this game if I can't beat this guy. And I'm like, well, my fucking advice to you is, have you ever played Dark Souls? And he's like, yeah, I played Dark Souls, didn't like it. And I'm like, well, do this: go to fucking Nergigante and just have one run where you don't use any consumables and just watch him, watch how he fights. And then the next time you want to take advantage of every single opening you've got. You want to don't play safe versus Nergigante. You go balls to the wall with Nergigante. He punishes you if you play safe. And, he, and he's like, oh, well, let me try that. Day later, he comes back, says, punk that bitch. I'm like, yeah, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you do it. Now you got to punk him about 18 more times so that you can get his full armor set. It's just one of those, I like, there is a season of game where I want to play a true story-driven experience, right? And then there's a season of game where I'm playing something like Battletech or I'm playing Monster Hunter where it's completely loot-driven. Mm-hmm. And it just it, it's a, it's a vibe with me. Oh, I mean, I I've really like them. You know, I really like yeah. looters, and I, I like my RPGs. So, um, I mean, I could get down with the uh, uh, with uh, strategy games. Like, I liked XCOM, but when you've got a ninety five percent chance to hit somebody and you fucking miss, that's right. kind of it's kind it of doesn't fucking happen maddening. that often. Yeah, it's still so, fucking maddening. You know like, what I? So on the uh, I will say, and this is just fucking cool. One of the new mechs for BattleTech is called the Hatchet Man. The hatchet man literally has a hatchet that, like, it self-draws. And what I mean by that is he's got kind of like a square hand on the right hand. Mm-hmm. And the hilt kind of, like, drops out. And then the head expands out from the hand. And that's, like, part of the moveset <laughs> for where he... Yeah. It's very, it's very fucking Transformers. Yeah. But then he slaps a bitch with that thing. Well, it already does. <laughs> so base frame give you, like, idea of what damage is like normally. So, like, my biggest unmodded damage on an assault mech is like 110 melee, right? So this medium-ass mech, base assault damage is 45, but the hatchet's 70, and you can add mods to it to make it even higher. So have a plus damage 20 mod on that bitch. And my hatchet man hits for 140. So all he That's does awesome. is bounce around the battlefield, and I use that range, and it's like, oh, there's something disabled. Better go kill it with the hatchet man. Send him in in two turns, and that thing's dead. Wow, but it's got Battletech, so fucking cool. Sweet. So more uh, release news from last week. Uh, Metro Exodus finally got a release date, February fourteenth. Yeah, they moved it back a week, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a game that I mean, I liked Metro. I, mean, I love Metro. I, I mean, Last Light was its, good. Last it, Light was like Half Life good. Yeah. Oh yeah, like, that, like that's exactly what it felt like. Everything about that is a good game. Yeah, it it's is. a little. I, it's a short side for me, but as far as an experience like that, it's a story-driven, post-apocalyptic, not really loop-based game, but very much like a Half-Life experience, and I mean that in the way that you kind of adapt to your situation as you uh, go. Yeah, and, and the weapons, they all feel like they're, you know, they're salvaged. They, they all feel very salvaged, you know, they're, they're, they're not, you don't get anything pristine in that game. You yeah, get, you know, you... Bullets you, are currency. Yes, bullets are yep. currency. I've you know, it, and it just kind of like, oh yeah, I've got these armor piercing rounds that I probably don't ever use, but they're worth a fuckload. So might as well just give them, 
you know, and buy the next fucking and weapon buy the or mod something, or you know? whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, chapter four for Elite Dangerous just dropped. What? Wow. What? what? Man, exploration and mining. I still need to fucking like get my Hotas set up built, man. I, I keep asking to bring it over here. I'll try it out. Shit. <sighs> all right, fucking. Uh, all but right. I, I can't do it yet because okay. I really got to get through like six games. Okay. Yeah. You tell me when you're fucking ready and I will bring over the fucking Hotas setup so that you can play around with it. Uh, I need to set up your chair. Well, I need to help uh, you set up. I Honestly, need, I'll just. I I'll need just, to set up my fucking. You know, I need to cups, set up right? a whole. No, I don't want to fucking do suction cups on those things, man. I, I really no. don't. What I need to do, and, and somebody had actually pointed this out to me. There's a uh, there's a, uh, a a chair building you know, I, I guess a, a manufacturing place that builds these fucking flight chairs for uh, for HOTAS setups. They're fucking expensive, though, but uh, they're sturdy as fuck all, and they're they're made out of uh, they're they're made out of fucking uh, steel tubing. Uh, so, I mean, there's a lot of welding that goes into it. So you imagine the price tag. Yeah. Uh, but the chairs are super super comfortable, uh, and you can uh, you can set them up in any configuration that you want. You can have it, you know, flight stick between the legs, or you can have the fucking flight sticks and and uh, throttle on each side, which is probably what I would do. Uh, but it has a uh, swing out for uh, for the keyboard and uh, and mouse. As all the thing, you know, all the cables are cable managed into the freaking chair itself. Uh, and That's the, why they use the steel tubing, right? And then the, yeah. uh, you know, and then you can set up monitors, however, in, in any in any any configuration that you want, uh, and that looks fucking fantastic. Yeah. Uh, would be perfect for fucking you know for games like Elite Dangerous. And I know uh, the guy that showed me this. He's like, yeah, man, I put. Like maybe sixty hours of into Elite Dangerous a week. I'm like, what the fuck do you do? And he's like, Yeah, I I do Uber whenever I'm not playing. I'm like, All right. I mean that's that's respectable, but sixty hours into that, and then I'm like, Okay, well I probably spent about that same amount of time in Warframe, so um he he really fucking enjoys this. But the uh the update for uh for Elite Dangerous has uh, new exploration, which I, I need to look into that because I'm a fucking explorer in that game. Uh, and uh, there's new mining, which mining sucked in the fucking you know initial release yeah. of that game. Like having fucking limpets and you know or trying to catch shit coming off of fucking asteroids. Now you can do the fucking asteroid cracking, which is like you send out. You send out fucking probes to fucking find the spots for, you know, for asteroid cracking. Send out your fucking crackers and watch a fucking asteroid explode. Yes. All of the yes. I'm all about that. All of the yes. Um, also in release news, uh, the final season of Walking Dead, episode three now has a release date of January 15th. Wow. Hey. There... For those who have bought that. So Skybound's working on it. Fuck yeah! Mm-hmm. I mean, get, uh, putting out a release date, you know, this soon after that, you know, acquiring the title—that's fucking solid. Yeah, but I'd imagine that uh, Telltale had quite a bit of development finished on yeah, three. Yeah, but they didn't want to fucking say anything yeah. about it. Yeah. Uh, and then also, there was a nice little announcement trailer for something very exciting. Uh, not a whole lot of details other than an initial release date target. Of April twenty third, for Mortal Kombat eleven. Oh, 
Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Fighting games are not my thing, but I've I've always, you know, I mean, I've played Mortal Kombat from like the very first, you know, back when the fucking blood controversy was a thing, you know, and the fucking uh, the the Sega Genesis version of the fucking game had green blood because they couldn't they couldn't get the red blood through. I'm just going to say, go watch the announcement trailer. Oh, yeah. It's it's it's, very gory. It's pretty awesome. Awesome. All right. It's pretty awesome. All right. I mean, Scorpion actually. Pulls out a katana. Yeah, are they gonna bring back he the weapons? Full in this? Ni- he he goes full ninja in the trailer. I I, I wondered if yeah. they were gonna bring back the uh, signature weapons again. So yeah, you know, they they tried that. I can't remember exactly which one it was. I mean, I stopped following you know the Mortal Combats after it got to. Uh, I think it was seven or eight. Yes, it got to uh, to what I considered dumb sequel numbers. Uh, so I stopped following it for a bit. Uh, but hey. You know, if it, the the latest, you know, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat 10, solid fucking fighting game, dude. Oh, dude. Uh, I still love that game a whole lot. So, Mortal Kombat 11 should be uh, just as good, if not better, hopefully. I'm pretty fucking excited. Um, I know a, a guy that knows a guy at NetherRealms. in now. Yeah, I know a guy that knows a guy at NetherRealms. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, <laughs> I will say that the NetherRealm team does. I'm fucking biased. I can't help it. Yeah, I know I, a guy. <laughs> but I'll I'll give props where props are due. So one I mean, of the guys that's really into that is a guy named Brian that is has plays a big part in NetherRealm, and Injustice didn't do bad. The last several Mortal Kombat games didn't do bad. No, they switched between no, super actually... gory and very friendly, and then super gory. And I think like Injustice is a really good thing to happen in NetherRealm, right? Because they've got a game that appeals to a wide audience, and the other one does too. But it's a mature rated game, right? So the flipping back and forth between the two franchises lately yeah. has been really fucking but cool. I gotta say, I mean, they uh... they can keep doing MK. They they completely revived MK. I mean, MK was almost dead. I mean, yeah. the last couple games in that series before NetherRealm took it over were no. They bet the it's the same company. Ed Boon and Brian have been making these games since the nineties. Right. It's the same team. It's just it's that just... NetherRealm is the what? What was the original studio called? Uh, I forget. Oh but no, I'm talking like. Uh, uh, Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. There were some games Perfect there that bad. weren't as good. Sorry, but it, <laughs> but the last several have been excellent. I mean, oh, yeah. since we've been doing the show, oh, yeah. Mortal Kombat has been awesome, and that's been a very it long has. time. It has. Um, I was going to say there's a big thing on the horizon right now that is causing a lot of people to stir, and I I don't think all of this is bad. Um, Epic started their own store, right? Makers of well, Gears of War, but also Fortnite, right? Right. And they're offering indie developers a better cut on games. So the Steam cut for games is 70-30 right now, which is kind of hard for some of the indie folks. The Epic cut for games is 12%, and the developer gets 88%, which is huge um, when you're talking. That's huge no matter how you cut it. That's a big difference in cut. So it's an 18% difference. So... There's a lot of draw to it. Now, what they're doing 
in a free market system is they are pulling some titles away from Steam to be on the Epic Store. And they're doing a system of providing free games, much like an Xbox Live or a PlayStation Plus, on top of that. So Subnautica right now is free, and Subnautica is a hell of a game. So the other one that's, there's two other games that are pretty exclusive to this that are not on Steam. Ashen is one. Ashen being the one I was talking about that's on um, Game Pass. Yep. And Hades is also on, or Hades, I keep saying Hades. Hades. Hades, Hades, man. Hades. I, I, I'd hate to go to Hades where that guy, Hades. that guy that with the flaming hair and shit, that that Hades dude. But it's the <laughs> it's the developers of Bastion and the be- developers of Transistor, right? Um, and they released a game this year that I wasn't that fond of, but right. But know. the other two games they released, I was very fond of. Really liked Bastion. Really liked Transistor. And they've got a new action RPG called Hades. That has been released exclusive to this platform, which is interesting as well. So the store is kind of incomplete. It's feature complete as far as what you can do, but you can't search the library. You just have to go through the tiles. But I just they don't have that many titles on there yet. But uh, Hades is in early access right now until they finish it, which is weird for that studio to do. Uh, what is it? Giant Games or yeah. I think so. Hang on. But anyways, um, but the Epic Store is the big, you know, is the big thing, and the they're trying. They're trying to pull some stuff from Steam, so that's interesting. I mean, now I've got how many game launchers are there at this point? Right. I mean, there's Origins. Thing. There's the GOG game site. Now there's Steam and the Epic site and the Bethesda launcher because Bethesda's doing exclusive thing, and oh. I don't know what the fuck is up with that either. Right. Yeah, so, it was super giant. And then you've got giant, yeah. you've got uh, you've got the Blizzard launcher and all the fucking games that are exclusive to uh, BattleNet. And you know, there's there's a war of the launchers now, where you've got to you've got to have all these different fucking launchers on there. And that was one of the reasons but, why Steam got so you know was so popular at first. Those those games that all had different launchers and shit. There was one place where you could go to get those games. And that you know, and having the one-stop shop was where Steam kind of you know started well, getting their traction. They're getting rid of user reviews too. Oh, uh, Epic Giz? Yes. Okay, so I've heard some some things about that. There's they're getting a, uh, they're going to move away from the the toxic style freaking review bombing shit that you know that happens on Steam all too often, uh, and it's not going to help. You know, with uh, with games, you know, like on the Metacritic shit, where you've you've got Metacritic bombings and shit like that. But uh, you know, being able to look at the game and you know and see what uh, some of the uh, are they gonna, they're still going to have you know reviews, but it's going to be uh, uh, journalist reviews, isn't it? I thought I thought that's what I saw. Something to that effect, right? Yeah. So it's not going to be yeah. They said they're, they're going to be random like, user reviews. They said they're going to leave like the actual consumer feedback and stuff to, you know, the developer and publisher's own, you know. It's kind of a plus and a minus. I kind of like seeing shit from other players, but I also kind of know to know that that review bombing is a thing, and some you know and. 
player bases can get toxic if they don't go their way, if things don't go their way. So I mean, it's kind of a double-edged sword. We, we've seen that quite a bit on Steam this year. I mean, Right. And it, yeah. Perfectly good games that get bombed because of one bad feature or, or a bug that, you know, that is completely overlooked. Uh, that could be completely overlooked, but it, it completely bombs the review. And yeah. unfortunately, when it comes to Steam games, the uh, the recommendations for uh, for players trying to find games heavily goes off of what you know what their uh, user reviews are, which shouldn't be a thing. But that's it that's is the of, user review system of Steam has gotten incredibly toxic over the last few years. Right, and and it's got it just it's just bad for a lot of different things. Steam's also kind of. The Steam library has bloated so much based off of, uh, you know, all of the fucking, like, shit indie games that come out, the trash fucking, like, five-minute fucking games and stuff like that. There is, you know, you have to wade through so much bullshit just to I find I kind of wish game. there was something curated between known indie developers that are serious about their game versus such-and-such such simulator Two billion, right? Well, RPG Maker is one of the you know one of the biggest fucking culprits on Steam right now because anybody that has you know has a week or two worth of time and can put together something you know small can throw up a game on Steam for a buck and you know and it just bloats the freaking uh, you know it, it's just bloat. That's all it is. There's it's fluff. It's just a number. Yeah, uh, you know. It, and it makes it real hard to find anything fucking worthwhile. Um, that's what Epic is trying to, you know, trying to do as well. They're trying to curate a, a bit more so that they're they're going to be able to, do, you know, allow indie developers to put out indie games. But these indie games are, you know, are what you're, you know, what you expect from an indie game, not something that's, you know, an RPG maker spinoff or some shit. You know, they're actually developing a game from the ground up and putting it out there. Uh, one of the things that I kind of want to add is that, you know, there was a response from Steam uh, because of the cut that uh, that Epic had announced when they said, we're going to open the store. This is our cut. Uh, you know, Steam said, OK, well, we're going to you know, we're going to be looking at our cuts as well and we're going to make some changes. So for the vast majority of the games like those, those shit indie developer games and stuff like that, that, you know, that are, you know, are just put out there for a dollar. Uh, the cut for those is still going to be thirty percent, but if a game makes uh, uh, ten million or more, they'll be the cut will be reduced down to twenty five percent. And if a developer and then it goes in tiers from there. If the developer hits uh, fifty million, then the uh, the the lowest uh, cut is twenty percent. So what that really means is that the indie, indie developers still get the shaft. Because a lot of those indie developers, unless the uh, the game hits it real fucking big, are not going to hit that milestone where they get to the twenty five. And most yeah, of them are. There's not some even... indies that'll do that. I mean, right. like Divinity. I mean, hit over a million sales, and, so it hit fifty million. Right, and and that's and, and those are uh, those are the indie developers, which I would be considered like the high tier indie developers. You know, games uh, games like Moonlighter, for instance. Probably, you know, probably didn't hit the, you know, the uh, probably hit like one hundred and fifty thousand sales or something like that at twenty bucks. So you're talking about two million dollars, right? So they're not going to hit that, you know, that twenty five percent split. And they're going to they're going to stick with the thirty. Uh, and it's in this kind of caters more towards the triple A games 
Yeah, they want to keep their AAA titles on Steam. Yeah. And that's kind of what I read into this. Um, the thing is, is that, you know, it's... I'm sure that Steam, based on the Steam is basically amount, a moneymaker at this point. Well, yeah. It's simply an app to sell games that provides a framework for communication and some other features, right? The forums and the mods and all that stuff, right? Like, those are all great things that they've built in. Right. But at the end of the day, it's just a one-stop shop for what you got. Well, and, and, it's, and it's, it's easy for biggest, me. I mean, I've got 400 games in my library. Right. And, and that's the biggest draw for people like us, the consumers, you know, that look at it and say, hey, this is one launcher. I don't have to remember one password. Uh, you know, I can, you know, I can bank some money on, you know, on some Steam things. Uh, and they do sales very often. So it's, uh, you know, so it's just a convenient way to, you know, to stockpile a bunch of games. Uh, but I mean, how many games in your backlog have you never played? Right. You know, that's you know, it's. I've got, I've got fifty games in my backlog that need dealt with. Right. You know, and it, and that's, you know, and on top of all the freaking bullshit that you have to wade through just to find something. Yeah, it would be nice to have an alternative, but I'm not sure if another launcher is the idea. You know, so I'm kind of mixed on the Epic thing. I, I really don't want to have another launcher, but I mean and... I'm going to be playing I'm going to be playing Hades, Hades. Um, <laughs> nah, that's literally the only thing on there right now that I'm like I, I gotta see, get that. That's the fun. Uh, that's fine. I mean I I understand, but it, I have. But it's like it's like Origin for me. Like I have an Origin account, but I, I don't have it. But I, I I never I don't even think I have it installed. The I, I have installed, installed mine because I have. The games I want on console, and I've already played and beat them. Right, you know, so I mean, I don't even, I don't think I even have the uh, the Blizzard launcher on there. Fuck, I don't know. It's, it's I have just... the Blizzard launcher on. I mean, I almost went back to Diablo a couple months ago, and then I was like, no, I need to play some stuff that's current. Well, uh, I'm I'm kind of pissed at Blizzard right now. I I, I really am. I, I don't I don't really agree with what they you know what they're. Uh, where their direction's going right now. So the, one of the uh, things that I saw was um, they're focusing more on mobile games. I mean, this is this is a thing that isn't really big news since BlizzCon because they had the whole oh, don't you guys have phones thing happen when they fucking uh, announced uh, fucking uh, Diablo for phones, right? Uh, but what, uh, what has just come out just this week is that uh, they had an announcement where they're going to be uh, pulling developers away from Heroes of the Storm uh, to work on mobile projects. Uh, and, you know, this is coming directly from Blizzard, where they uh, they just we, said we that... We had some good fun with HOTS. Yeah, hot, you know, Heroes of the Storm isn't... You know, so Heroes of the Storm isn't going away. <laughs> just, just, so that you, just to be clear, it's not getting taken down. But what they're doing is they're pulling the developers from that title. Remember, so, that was the first game. It was the first MOBA after we thought we were kind of okay at Dota that we played. And we're like, holy shit, we could wipe the floor with these fuckers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because we were playing a bunch of WoW players. Right. I'm well, sure there's a lot more people that know how to play the game now. But when we jumped in, man, I remember going we kings. going at like 24-0 and 0 in a match. Like right. just wiping the floor with a fucking Trent. Well, when you when you... When you come from a fucking game like Dota 2, where, I mean, it is a lot more technical in Dota 2, and you have to have a, a high skill level to, you know, to be successful in that game. 
and you go we into were just baiting people into shit it's like oh i'm gonna draw them off of my healer that'll last forever right while you guys clear the objectives right you know here's the storm just made it so that you know oh you have this kind of archetype that you know this character that you kind of know how to play but you can definitely take advantage of people who just have not had any experience in that type of uh, arena now, well, to be fair, I think that was, what, three or four years ago? Yeah, yeah, This was right after it came out. And, I mean, you know, within a couple of weeks, people I think started we, catching up. Yeah, on. I think we got, I had Alpha Access, and I grabbed you and said, hey, you can jump in now, too, and we right. played it. and we did. And it was fun. I mean, I liked it. Uh, I can't say that I played it much more than that, you know, that short period of time. But, um, I mean, I, I enjoyed it when it was, you know. Well, when, I, I had some old WoW buddies that play stuff with me as the – I'll just, I won't say too much, but the screen names of Serata and <laughs> I can't right. remember everybody's screen names. Right. It doesn't matter. Travis, Jake, other Justin and Jason are like my, uh, my wow brother, wow bros. Right. And anytime there's a multiplayer game, sometimes we jump on together and we have a good, uh, sense of playing together. Right. So, the thing, uh, thing about this whole fucking announcement, though, is kind of it, it, they're 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 speaking out both sides of their mouth, and you know, yeah. in in a way. And I'm not going to read the whole announcement; it's online. You can check you can check it out for yourself. But um, they're they're going on by saying you know saying stuff like uh, uh, that the that they're constantly evolving and changing, and that they that. They've had to make, you know, hard decisions in the past and, you know, and and such and such. But uh, the brass tacks of this whole fucking thing, this this page long freaking essay about how bad, you know, how bad things are getting for Blizzard, right, is um, how bad things are getting for Blizzard. <laughs> right. No. Whatever. Hey, so after the backlash from, you know, from BlizzCon, sure, they're fucking still making money. It's not like they're they're. They're, they're, I don't think they're hurting super financially. What I'm thinking, Blizzard's been printing money for 14 years. So what I think is happening, what you know, and this is kind of backed up by the idea is, uh, once Blizzard and Activision kind of, you know, came together, active, you know, Activision's uh, marketing has affected Blizzard's development, which is to say that they've added more microtransactions and they started cutting, uh, you know, cutting corners on the development cycle of things. Uh, so they're, you know, they're pushing the developers to do things faster and cheaper and things like that. And then, of course, the push towards mobile is another thing, you know, entirely because they're looking at this whole market of, like, super cheap microtransaction-driven uh, games that make a ton of money. I mean, there's the mobile market yeah, is billions of dollars worth of money, you know, money, right? It's just, but it's a different type of game or two. Right. But the, and you're looking at Blizzard starting to cater towards mobile games now, you know, so they're going where the money is instead of actually going where their hearts are. And Blizzard has always been a PC gaming, you know, company. So it's, uh, and that screams Activision's influence. You know, so what, uh, you know, what the other thing that's, you know, that came out in this, uh, uh, in this announcement is that the, uh, the Heroes, uh, Global Championship and Heroes of the, uh, Dorm, which is, uh, their, uh, esports tournaments for Heroes of the Storm, uh, 
is uh, not coming back next year and is probably perpetually canceled from here on out. Which is kind of a sad thing, but I mean, you know, you know, games come and go, but it's uh, it's it's just kind of I'm I'm worried. I'm worried about Blizzard right now. I mean, Blizzard's been around for me since PC gaming was a thing for me. Like I I played fucking Lost Vikings and fucking well, here, the original here's the Warcraft thing. and shit. So Clash of Clans with a significantly lower budget makes two point something billion dollars a year, right? Yeah, but yeah. World of Warcraft makes about one point seven years gross. There's one point seven billion gross right. annually on average. So what? What's, so what's you know what's the next thing they're gonna do? They're gonna fucking port World of Warcraft to mobile and just make it so that everybody plays wherever they're at. I mean, but don't give them any fucking ideas because of their operating costs. Blizzard's worth seven and a half billion dollars, right? Right, which I'm sure the people that at Clash of Clans have already caught up in a handful of years, right? That's I don't know. It's just. I, I'm not going to dog on mobile gaming because mobile gaming is a big market for other countries, right? But, uh, you know, and me being a PC gamer, of course, I'm going to kind of look down on mobile gaming because I'm looking right. at the tech specs for it, right? I'm looking at what you can get out of a screen that fits in the palm of your hand. Yeah, I don't see how, uh, like, I know they released Battle Royale on mobile. Right, It. I don't see how people play that on on their phone or and, tablet. And I couldn't even just... think about fucking playing Diablo on my phone. Like, how much, how many fucking times do you end up clicking on a ground or clicking on a you know on a character, you know, when you're playing fucking Diablo? Well, I you know, I could can do, you do that, that in fucking screen. I could do do that if it's got a set up for a Bluetooth controller. I mean, well, whatever. That's not the target audience, though. Right. No, I get it. I get it. And target audience was the per, you know, the person that's going to flip that on during their fucking 15-minute break and play something on their fucking break. Right. You know, the the PC gamer is the one that spends, you know, an average of two to three hours or more uh, on a fucking game. And a console gamer plays about one to two hours, you know, you know in a gaming session. The uh, mobile games yeah. are 15 minutes, five to 15 minutes. If that, yep. you know, so the, it, I don't know, it's, I, I wish that they had not gone in that direction instead of going and taking the Blizzard team and moving them towards mobile games, create a second team that does mobile games using the Blizzard stuff. Don't use the same developers, right. have them use, uh, have them continue on making the good content that they do, even though I don't play a lot of it. Uh, just for personal reasons, like I don't want to play fucking World of Warcraft because I'll get sucked back into that game. Right. But that just speaks to how good World of Warcraft could get, you know? You know, that's the reason why we don't play it is because it would suck up every minute of our time if we did. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I wish the... Uh, uh, I. It, it's... Uh, this news kind of speaks towards where Blizzard's heading and it's not in a good direction in my opinion. It's a... I could see that. Some people... I've talked to some other people online and they said that Blizzard's dying. I don't think Blizzard's dying because I think, you know, that the the World of Warcraft machine is going (laughs) to keep them going. 
Um, but even World of Warcraft is starting to get a little old, you know? I mean, yeah. it's it's a dated game. This fucking game's been on for what? Well, fucking... But here's the thing. I found a... Well, we've been talking about this. There's <laughs> a story years. from last year um, from Game Revolution that said... Let's the fuck out of you. ...that World of Warcraft at that time was leading the industry with nearly $10 billion in a revenue stream. Right. So there's still... At the top somewhere at this point, right? Right. You know, and, and they're not, Which it's not going to go just away. just doesn't fucking make sense to go mobile. Yeah. Uh, not with that team. That's the thing. You know, if they had a separate team working on mobile, I could under, completely understand that. Um, you know, taking, you know, taking developers off of a, uh, a low-performing game can understand that. Gears of the Storm had a, you know, has esports behind it, and esports is a thing. I mean... That's becoming more and more of a thing going on, so it makes very little sense to uh, to get rid of their esports game, right? You know, or stop developing for the esports game. So, I don't know. That's it's not a good not a good sign, not a good sign at all. Okay. Anybody right. else got anything else? Because that was that nope. was my fucking rant. <laughs> no, I think we've come to a natural stopping point. Jason, where can you find us? Find us at tiltcast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash tiltcast. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash the real tiltcast and search for us on iTunes. Find friends of the show, KBG. Uh, you can find the former carouselpodcast.com still you. up. You. you can find For the Love of Gaming. You can also find. <laughs> this guy <laughs> I can't remember bmfcast.com no um, noquarters.net and tvgp.tv they still have Boston and Moonpier with that it's the end of the damn show alright peace peace